We have officially commandeered this podcast. The Moonanites have taken over. And here we are going to give you the next episode of... Trapped Under Plastic. The show where amazing entertainment from the 80s is referenced and lost on a seven-year-old boy. <laughs> Savage! You uh, let your seven-year-old boy listen to this show, boy! <laughs> what up, John? What up, Scott? How was the drive today? Oh, it was good. Was it icy? No, man, no. No, man. It was nice, smooth ride, low traffic, very little snow on the ground. Yeah. I liked it. We had a random day while you were gone, I believe, in Ohio land. That mm-hmm. was 50 degrees Fahrenheit. Or were you here for that? I was here. I okay, got back. Yeah. It was just this Wednesday. Yeah. It got all melty-melty, and then it was like, let's be below zero now. Yeah, and yeah, it yeah. was an ice rink. It hit 62 in Rochester. Whoa! Yeah, on Wednesday. And I was like, oh, And then we had the the freaking the tornado that ripped through the Midwest. I just want to say Central America. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's not, not Central is. America. No. <laughs> the Midwest. Um, um, my brother had, like, massive trees ripped down wow. from his place, which is not that far from mine, but we're cool because we're up on, the, on a hill covered by forest so i was like freaking out because i'm like all the trees are gonna go like bloop on my house at the same time (laughs) didn't happen we're good we're good good we have kind of a stacked preamble ramble today because the uh, main topic might not have a ton of meat to it uh the first one it's a good main topic though no fucking clue let's talk it up yeah we will yeah it's 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 primo uh why do we still have teeth yeah. Okay. We still chew things. Um, That's why. There no, we go. I, I'm, I'm, this, I want to talk. One is, uh, <laughs> I want to talk about human evolution here for a moment. <laughs> oh God. Um. So this week, I kind of was my my first week in five weeks where I wasn't going to have a video come out on Friday. So it's kind of like everything fell into this week. This is where I scheduled everything because I was like, oh, I have to like have these big deadlines and stuff. I'm trying to uphold this week. So like I took my wife's car in, I had to take my car in. I had to go, I had a dentist appointment. This is where the teeth comes in. Okay. Um, I had a haircut. I, okay. So I had like two things every single day and trying to work on a thing that you and I are working on for an endeavor of yours. Mm. And I had a lot of writing to do. So I was going to try to do that. Um, and I had to get a crown put on. This was my dentist appointment. Oh, I'm familiar with all that. Oh my god! Got, I did not know. I did not know the the nitty gritty of what that entails. If you don't know, it's basically where they take a giant drill and they grind your tooth down to a tiny nub, and then they fit this this fake tooth over the top. So now I'm in the two week danger zone of I've got a cap on, a but it's not cap. the not the yeah. permanent cap, right? Yep. And I got kind of pissed because I'm like. Okay, so two weeks I come back. That means over the entire Christmas holiday, I have to worry about this fake tooth popping off. Don't eat chewy things. And guess what's chewy, bitch? Fucking cookies. Oh, no. Well, not in your world. They're fucking crunchy cookies. I'm fine. Hard. I'm fine with my crunchy cookies. I don't think you can actually do crunchy things either, can you? No, what you can't. You say? I'm not going to have, be able to have like popcorn balls, caramels. Popcorn balls. Holy shit. Yeah, dude. Wow. Yeah. I was I, so, I was a bit pissed. I was like, "You didn't tell me this." It's not like I was in like excruciating pain. No. I could have waited two weeks yeah. or even a week. Anyway, so I'm sitting there in the chair for like an hour and a half, just getting grinded on <laughs> by a dude <laughs> with a face mask on, and uh, he, he's grinding on me, and I'm sitting there thinking, <laughs> "I'm just not gonna let that." Go. <laughs> he's gotta say it again. I'm just gonna say it. Um. And I'm just thinking, why do we have teeth anymore? Why do we, why does humans 
do we have teeth? Because we chew things. He, no, no, no. Here is my, here's my. Uh, here's offer. what John was thinking about while getting grinded on by a dude. <laughs> yes. Here's what I was thinking. Here was my bright idea where I couldn't see the whole right of my fi- my head. Like everything was numb. I felt like Can the you mount- normally see the right side of your head. Well, I couldn't see it. Well, I mean, if I looked in the light, really, <laughs> I could see the reflection. I felt like I was the mountain from Game of Thrones where he's got that Bell's palsy or some shit. And you can't move the right side of your face. So the rest half of the day, I was just like walking around like anyway. So I, uh, I'm i sitting there thinking, I'm like, okay, here's an idea. Here's an idea. What if when all of our adult teeth come in, you know, as children, mm-hmm. all your adult teeth come in, they send you into the doctor, the dentist, and we take them all out. Yeah. One fell swoop. Take out all your adult teeth. Okay, and then um, as you grow and your jaw grows or whatever, like every couple of years until you get to adulthood, or maybe even you maybe maybe you do this once you're an adult and your jaw's not going to grow anymore. You rip all your teeth out and Mm -hmm. you get the fake ones. Mm -hmm. Okay, the fake ones look better anyway. Okay, Mm -hmm. they look like sexy ass teeth. Okay, okay, I know because Joshy Josh has fake teeth on the front on the top and they're fucking beautiful. Okay. (laughs) Shout out to Joshy Josh and his beautiful teeth. Yeah. So rip them all out. Put in the dentures. Yeah. Look sexy. Yeah. And you spend less money than you will in your lifetime because a fucking dentist is expensive as hell. Yeah. And I you can... don't have to have that worry. I guess taking all your teeth out is kind of like a quite an intense process, wouldn't you wouldn't you imagine? I don't know. I'll have to ask Josh. No, they put you out like under under for that. Yeah. And you just wake up and you just gotta have smoothies for a week or some shit. So I guess it's kinda like why do people deal with grass? Why don't we just get like turf? Across yeah. America, uh, they fuck dealing with grass. <laughs> they do in they do in Arizona. Yeah, that Arizonians know how to do it because well, they don't. The grass would just die. Yeah, well, fuck grass. <laughs> grass is lame. I hate it. I hate mowing it, taking care of it. Grows weeds. Just don't grow it. Or just churn- I can't stop it. <laughs> <laughs> you churn it all up and you put rocks. Yeah, that's you have fine a rock too. yard. That's fine too. Rock teeth, rock yard. I don't care. Yeah, there you go. Fake teeth, <laughs> fake yard. Yeah. Actually, they're more natural. Yeah. Really. I mean, Are not they? the teeth, but the yard. The rocks, yeah. Yeah, the rocks. Because regular, like, grass, that's, like, Invasive. engineered bullshit. Yeah, exactly. It didn't, it didn't, like, Kentucky bluegrass didn't exist in the wild in Kentucky in 1760. Yeah. It didn't. Yeah. They did it for golf courses and for horse tracks. Fucking golfers, dude. Yeah, dude. Ruin everything. Ruin it for everybody. Teeth and grass. So, that was what I was thinking about. Because I, I Reasonable. Been, I should have been thinking through, like, you know, like, businessy stuff or, like, or like hobby stuff. Like, what things do I want to paint? Nah. You know, what conversions do I want to do? <laughs> I should have been thinking about that. No. I was thinking about having all my teeth ripped out. <laughs> so, I wouldn't have to sit in this chair again. Yeah, I've gotten my wisdom teeth removed. Yeah. That's and, a fucking trip, isn't it? Yeah, the process blows. Well, not yeah. the process. I'm asleep for that. But the aftermath is just, like... You know, there's gauze in there. It's got to get replaced. It's bleeding constantly. I can only eat fucking pudding and yogurt. Yeah, and you can't you can't do anything through a straw. Nothing. Because yeah. if you go through a straw, it sucks and it like pulls up on that. Oh yeah, the suction. The suction. Yeah. You, so you get dry like, sockets. Yeah. Like the, the the thing is all about dry sockets. Got to avoid dry sockets. Like, right. Yeah. Right. They were all and I'm all hyper like ventilating over. How do I not get dry sockets? Okay. So I evolved my answer from ripping all of our teeth out. And now we're going to go to genetic modification. Okay. Okay. Genetic modification. Because Elon Musk is going to get this figured out soon anyway. Okay. Let's take a break for a second to deal with my dog who is literally sitting in the basement and barking at us. (laughs) All right. We're back. Doggy outside. Okay. Bullet had to pee. Okay. So next, next iteration of this, maybe this is a more realistic one, is genetic modification. So we're born without teeth. Yeah. 
and you never grow teeth. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And then you just get the dentures. Yeah. So we get implanted, like our like our reproductive organs get modified in such a way to produce humans that don't have teeth. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds not invasive. No, it's not. It just they just put the chip in you. John used to work in the health field, so anything we say about health has some amount of legitimacy. To it. <laughs> very, very little. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Genetic modification. You know, I want a third arm, yeah, and I want definitely. no teeth. Yeah. <laughs> so, All right. So that's are we moving on. This is what think, ten minutes on fucking teeth. Yeah, uh, probably. Yeah, okay. we're at we're at eleven. All right. Well, do you have anything preamble ramble you want to talk about? Sure. Just because. Uh, the yeah i do uh yesterday i played a board game called hughes and cues it's right there on the coffee table i saw the picture on instagram i was like i think damn, i think like you was, would love it it's like 1970s edition i think you'd love it okay. basically it is like a board i don't know how many swatches there are like 500 colors it's like arranged like you know a big color grid it goes from warm to cold and like whatever everything has a shift um and you draw a card it's got four colors on it and you just pick one of them and in the first round you describe the color you pick with one word and you can't use uh, a typical color word like orange or yellow okay. and you Just can't like, like describe sun, it sunset yeah so exactly sunset chartreuse yeah. you know fuchsia oh 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 so, so you, you can, can use, use those words a synonym mauve sage you know you can use those words okay and uh they they take their little cones everyone else in the game and they put it on the square they think uh, is closest okay. and then uh you do a one more round you use two words and you can use the same word again so you could say like sickly sage or like pale sage and then they can uh, place their second cone in, a, in an area they think is closer then you take this bounding box and you put it on top of the answer it's supposed to be and anyone who's like in the vicinity gets points but it's just fun to be able to I don't know, describe colors. I had a blast doing it. Um, and I won. So that's, that's why I liked it. Sounds an awful lot like Cones of Dunshire. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I took a picture of that. And someone DM'd me and said it's all about the cones. <laughs> and I was like, son of a bitch. It's a good game, though, uh, for people who enjoy hues and cues. Colors. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, this is an artsy. It's you're gonna have don't don't play this game with like like an artsy fartsy art school graduate though. Oh no, they. I mean, that's the kind of person that would fucking love it though. Yeah, but yeah, they would definitely crush. They'd be all over you. You'd like say a word, and then when you when they reveal the card, they'd be like, "Oh, that isn't that. It's this." And they'd be mm. like, "God, oh, jeez." Oh yeah, you're gonna get some um actually yeah, on your color choice definitely, description. Definitely, that's not dirt. That's terracotta. <laughs> all right, next one. Hobby gift guides hobby holiday gifts hobby holiday gifts what's on your list what's uh because it's uh this episode will be released right after the 27th right after christmas but there's plenty of holidays still going on or maybe you got plenty of holidays christmas or maybe you get some gift cards and you Mm. get yourself some Mm. hobby holiday gifts uh i brought this up because um i got some early hobby holiday gifts and i have an early hobby holiday gift for you i have one for i've had one for you for the last two weeks in my office Oh, well, it, it doesn't exist unless I see it. But uh, caveat, this is actually not from me. It's from Vince. <laughs> Sucker. Okay. So you, Vin- Vince. Vince was talking about, uh, you know, how you have uh, a, a new love for ba- uh, big eyes and thick thighs. I do. So, <laughs> so he, he was like, I think Scott should have this. Uh, and yes. it is a pinup warrior of the sun model. Yes. Thank and he, you, Vince. He had a couple to, to, that he had me choose from. And I was like, I like this one because she's got some some cool action, but she still she meets, the, meets the pinup. 
and it's the plastic. So I don't know if we've talked about this yet on the podcast. My newfound love for for thick thighs and big titties. <laughs> no, it's the, the, the I have to copyright the phrase for big eyes and thick thighs because that this, that's exactly what this is. Okay. I mean, there's yeah, there's some big old tattoos in there too, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, excellent. Well, thank you, Vince. Uh, but yeah, so I don't know what I recently when I was cleaning out my closet. And also because of the video before that, where I was talking with Kat Martin, uh, mm. she paints a lot of uh, Kingdom Death. She's got to be the best Kingdom Death painter in the world. In yeah. my eyes. Oh, yeah. I She's agree. just freaking phenomenal. Yeah. I'm just like crinkling this plastic bag in this mic. <laughs> um, I don't know what it is, but I was like, dang, this is like a part of the hobby. I, it's like those, I mean, the large, the exaggerated body parts Um are actually great for painting because they're big and smooth, a lot mm-hmm. of fun, a lot of big blends you can do on those. Um, but yeah, previously I was like totally like against it. I was like, not against it, but it just wasn't a, an interest to me. Um, but now I have an interest in painting, I don't know, one or two. I'm not like going to go out and buy the whole game or anything, but yeah, I want to try it out. And I, I, I like that I want to try it out. I'm glad that I want to experience other parts of the hobby, other yeah. art styles. I think it's, it's a great, they're great small canvases for skin. Like, yeah. You, oh, yeah. You'll, yeah, yeah, you'll yeah. know where you stand with your skin painting after painting one of one of them. Yes, absolutely. Um, a couple other things I wanted to share that I got. Um, Umbrella Games. So Umbrella Games. Oh yeah. Is a, a sponsor. Yeah. Last episode of both the podcast. Um, and I am an affiliate with them, so people can buy stuff on uh, from them and get a better better discount. And they sent me this in the mail as a Christmas gift. No. Oh. It's Abdulung 502 Mastering Oils, Oil Painting Techniques on AFVs. What the fuck, Umbrella Games? Where's my Christmas present, bro? It's up your butt. There's two halves to this podcast. It's up your butt. Okay, so it's like got all these awesome, nice. like, different techniques for, um, like, different things you can use oils for. And then they got pigment section. Look at that rust, bro. Ooh. Yeah. And so I was nice. like, oh, noise. Like so much weathering, and it's and like we're talking about historicals and stuff. They like break down the weathering to these really small, beautiful sections. photos too. No, super crispy, really well color balanced, and damp and wet dirt. That's the kind set. of thing a fucking historical painter would yeah. talk about. Stains. Uh, it's been a while. If you want damp <laughs> earth, a damp French earth from the 1800s, you need to use this specific paint. No, yeah, kidding. yeah, get some rust streakings. Anyway, I thought rust streakings. I thought this was pretty fucking sweet. Yeah, which is different than regular rust, wet mud and lower hull work. Yeah, there we go. There you we need go. that lower hull. There we go. Just, I mean, that just looks like someone just put some dirt on it. Yeah, I think you should just for the audio listeners. John is just leafing through a book right now <laughs> and saying what things I'm looking at. <laughs> so I got that little Christmas gift. And remember when we had Donna? Yeah. Also, what the fuck? There are two halves of this podcast. <laughs> where the fuck's my board game? Well, we see where people's allegiances lie. <laughs> um, so Don I'm just was kidding, talking. By the way, I don't care. Don was talking about uh, his game. He was super excited with, uh, and, his, and it was his hobby. What he painted in the last two weeks was stuff for a game called Don't Look Back. Yes, which is like a '80s themed horror game, miniature game. The owner of the game reached out to me from Black Sight Studios, mm. and he's like, hey, I was told I need to contact you because we're selling a buttload of our game. And I'm like, awesome, man. It sounds so freaking cool the way Don described it. And he's like, yeah. yeah. that's and, and they said that I should contact you because 
uh, you guys talked about it on the podcast. And I was like, oh, cool. He's like, I want to send you the game. And I'm like, wow, man, that's nice. He's like, yeah, it's a, it's a little Christmas gift. And so nice. That's cool. We got uh, Don't Look Back. Don't Look Back. Tabletop Horror Experience written by Matthew Burns. Matthew Burns is the one who reached out to me. Nice. And so it's got the base game, but there's more. Can we crack it open to see the minis? Or is it sure? We keep it in shrink wrap. Sure, I don't care. Oh my God! The expansions are VHS boxes. Dude, dude, this is the most exciting fucking (laughs) thing ever. That's so cool. The expansions come in VHS tape boxes. Oh, and they've got cool. They got the wrap around with like the the weathering of like how the inside paper would get kind of shreddy over time, so it looks like it's from the eighties. Yeah, dude, shreddy spaghetti. I fucking love that. Yeah, that dude. is a great product idea. Yeah. Holy cow. I was just... That was the thing that excited me the most. Honestly, I'm glad that yeah. You, <laughs> yeah. I'm glad that you like it. And then... A whole bunch of these, like, more minis. You oh, can my. Have, like, okay, maybe we don't need to open these. Sammy down. the Bunny um, is must be a different villain. So in this game, it's a cooperative game where it's AI-controlled the killer or the bad thing okay. is ai control that's similar to blackstone fortress you have ai control yes yep 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 and so we got blade cops we got psc combat drones and we got sammy the bunny um and we got bonus cards the fucking hologram limited edition Ooh. bonus cards including max's jacket Okay, I'm shocked these are actually cast resin. Yeah, they're cast resin models. I don't know who designed them, but... Like, are these spin cast? Someone in the comment should tell me if spin casting is a thing with resin. Like a... Put it yeah, like a, for pewter, they'll put it on like a circle disc and like the thing will actually spin while it's like carrying to like force pewter to the uh, outer edges of the to thing. To all the little details. With centrifugal force. Centrifugal? Or the, so you just have like a guy in a, on a bicycle that's attached to a, yeah, a yeah, wheelie yeah. do, and that's he just spins in, yeah. really fast. Industry standards yeah. to have a okay. guy on a bicycle, yeah. Okay. So I'm pretty excited to try this game out. Yeah, I'm actually pleasantly surprised the models are cast resin and they're very nice uh, like you know, quality. Yeah. It's, it's really oh cool. Oh, my God. There's a VHS in the I know. There's another too? VHS. Yeah. The characters. So, yeah. Anyway, it looked pretty cool. So thank you, Blackside Studios, so for for giving me some little early Christmas gifts that Scott doesn't get. Yeah, specifically John. Just me, <laughs> nobody else. <laughs> Scott and I will, will will play it someday. Absolutely. Thank you, Blackside Studios. So yeah, uh, hobby holidays. Do you have anything that's on your holiday Christmas list? Because we can talk about this because it isn't Christmas yet. Not to sound very well off but i feel like normally when i want something for the hobby i just go out and get it because it's a business expense and i can get it yeah my wife made that comment to me this year when i off and i i had some ideas that were hobby things and she's like just buy it for yourself right yeah and have the the business buy it and i'm like oh yeah that's probably a good idea (laughs) i didn't think of that yeah so and it's not like we're rich. It's just that it's a business expense, so you can write it off, so you're not paying less taxes to the fucking tax man. Yeah, it's untaxed money. <laughs> yeah. So if you have fucking a, oh fucking a, you just broke it. We're good. Um. So you know, if you hobby a lot, and you know, maybe you do commissions, or maybe you do something else that makes you some money in the hobby, you should start an LLC. Oh yeah, absolutely. And then you can 
put all your expenses that you put on the hobby run through the company. Now it is some work. You actually have a company. You got to re up it and deal with taxes differently. But an LLC is pretty simple. Very simple. Um, and this way, you get a you get the tax cut. You're not going to be like bringing in more money from doing it this way. But you're saving yourself money from the tax man by doing that. So yeah. the the only key is that over the four, course of the first three to five years, at some point, you need to show that you're making some money. But uh, yeah, generally, if you earn over six hundred U.S. dollars, that is the point when the IRS is like, we can tax you. So that's kind of like your your point. Yep. In a year. So look at that, and that's um, not like after expenses. That's like someone paid you six hundred dollars to do this commission. Now write off all the paint, all the everything you bought for the hobby. Yeah, you can be. It doesn't have to be just literal that stuff. It can be like. A percentage of your internet, a percentage if you stream. Of you know, your like, home, yeah. yeah. Your home. Everything. Electricity. There you go. You go get tendies. Now you can you can pay for hobby equipment and tax-free dollars. Look at Trapped Under Plastic, financial. where we give you tax advice. Yeah, we're financial advisors. Yeah. We're not. No, no, no. Do not take advice We're going to find us. out someone in the comments is be like, we've been doing this illegally all along, and the Oopsies. IRS is coming for us. They're, they're going to be knocking on our door. We have a large percentage of our audience who are IRS employees, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Completely coincidentally. Not that we are being watched for anything. Uh, I guess in terms of hobby gifts, one thing that I would want is just probably like some rarer figures that you can't find like easily anymore. Ah, some yeah. old Spirit of Mirabalis figures. Oh, baby. Yeah. yeah. Kickstarter that's kind of just come and gone, something like that. Did you see that, how much money they, they raised? Maybe this is the news section thing. But they uh, sold it. I know over 800 copies of the King Arthur bust. No, no, Spira's. Oh, the... they're 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 uh, 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 fundraising. Yes, uh, Broken Toad. Yeah, bright Broken bright Toad. bright Friday. That's what it's called. Broken Toad. That they did the fundraiser. They were they're going to give away like eight Spira busts. Mm -hmm. And when I heard that news, my brain did two things. One, it was like. Awesome. They made a ton of money. Yeah. That's great that they're raising a ton of money. I think it's for a child cancer research. I can't remember exactly for what the what the charity was. But anyway. But the other side of my brain said, I donated for that. And that means my chances of winning one is gonna be so much less because yeah. everybody else is in the pot. That's fine. That's fine. Maybe I'll still win. Did you win? I don't know. They haven't drawn yet. How much money did they, they raise? It was like $35,000. Wow. Yeah. yeah. It was amazing. a lot of money. That's I don't amazing. know. I don't quote me exactly the money, but that's the number that peaks in my head when I close my eyes and I look at the Facebook post. Dude, shout out to Broken Toad. That's amazing. So that's that, that was the news section item. Our news section is pretty, it's pretty weak this week. <laughs> so just mentally say, oh, yeah, this was a news item. Yeah, they yeah, just yeah, talked yeah. about it earlier. Give us credit for that. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't have particular hobby things as well like i want to get a new uh new setup a wall of cabinets and stuff but again fuck ikea um, <laughs> wait why because their shit never is in stock oh yeah i can't get see the fucking... that's bad news for me because yeah. i needed some fucking desks and shit well uh, we've been there twice in like the last month and a half and then i'm on like i sign up for email mailing list that they'll email me when the two certain products that i want come in yeah um the one they emailed me that it was in. Um, it's the Billy Oxford glass door case. The problem was they emailed me that it's in the day before Thanksgiving. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, so 
I have to go up there. And they also say in the email, note, we have a lot of people that had this item saved to be notified for. So if you're interested in it, you should probably come soon. I'm like, well, fuck you then. I guess I'm Do you not. go to the one in Bloomington? Yeah, it's the fuck. closest one. So yeah, I have to, and they can't ship it. You have yeah. to pick it up. So anyway, so I don't know when I'm going to finish that. But I was hoping to do some stuff for that. I've got more lights than I want to get, but that's all like expensive stuff. Oh, like like gear. Gear, yeah. Oh, man. Dude, my gear list for the office is a fucking mile long. It is disgusting. I bet. Yeah, I've, I've made some I made some Black Friday purchases that were on discount for things that I needed. Yeah. So yeah, 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 yeah. yeah Me too. I haven't got a, I brought I bought a brand new shotgun mic um, that my plan was to bring that to Vinci V's house to t- take some footage and oh, stuff. Oh, the deity one. Um, yes. But... Um, I I don't like to travel on a plane very heavy, so I didn't bring a camera or mic or anything, which okay. I'm kind of happy. I know I'm sick of doing everything in front of a camera, and that was just nice to do that. Anyway, yeah, getting yeah. into the main topic. Of we, the are, we are, we um, are. But uh, uh, we painted first, or is there something else you want to discuss? No, I was just trying to think if there's anything from a hobby-related standpoint that, oh, I that, asked for. that you want. Oh, I wanted yeah. more of those golden high, uh, so flat paints. Um, oh yeah i still haven't tried that out yet yeah i got vincey to try them over the weekend god i'm getting into this okay shut up john <laughs> what we painted what you paint scott uh not shown here i finished windermere and i finished roderick harlaw two non-combat units from my Greyjoy army god they sure look non-combat don't they oh, yeah those they got, minis they got whole like, books and shit get out of here yeah it's just like yeah <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no, I like them. They're simple. <laughs> fucking fat white guys with holding the fucking quill pen. I like I like simple minis. They they pan out real quick. Yeah. So now I have twelve fully painted miniatures for my Great Joy Army. Twelve. I know that because they all fit in a unit tray. And oh, nice. Twelve miles can fit in a unit tray. Nice. So so if you just put out that unit tray, people are like, oh, yeah, I mean, damn. it makes no sense. <laughs> yeah, but. a unit of fat old dudes with fucking books. It's, a, it's, gonna, be, it's gonna be easy game. Yeah. <laughs> um, that, that and I printed a fuckload of miniatures on my sure on my th- three three D printers that I have access to right now. Before we get into the three D printing stuff, I wanted to I wanted to comment on your painting because I saw both of those paint jobs. Yes. And it looks to me that you took a slightly different main color instead of a more greenish blue teal as their main cloth color it was slightly more in the blue spectrum was that right or am i making that up (laughs) like you wanted them to feel like part of the same army but they were just slightly different um okay now they look more of the same here so Whenever I paint a model, I kind of use similar colors, but I mix them differently each time. Uh, so there's going to be some difference between them, but not too much. No, it does seem a little more on the blue spectrum. I stand by yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is not a bad thing, I think, because it still feels like they're part of the same army. Yeah. But, like, you can tell they're non-combat guys. You know, the combat yeah. guys, you know, they got to look a little bit more green. Yeah. You know, yeah, they got yeah, match yeah. in with their yeah. surroundings. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. That was the intention. Yeah. These guys are up on the hill, <laughs> you know, like two... Yeah, it's two like miles away. It's like a fancier fabric. Yeah. It's more blue. Yeah. Um, more yeah. blue dye. I mix Chimera blue and Chimera green blue shade, although it doesn't make a fucking difference mm-hmm. to make this color. Um, and it's nice. And then I have a couple other colors that I use. But then I kind of ran, I, I throw in random shit all the time. Okay, got a little birdie, cheap, cheap in there. A little cheap, cheap. Um, but yeah, so I 3 printed a lot of stuff. And we're going to do a little fun thing right now. Okay. Each of these rows next to me is a printer, an 8K resolution printer, a 4K, and a 2K, 
or if you want to get specific at 2.5k um and we're gonna have john see uh if he can identify which which row is which after perusing a couple of the miniatures so why don't you uh, and i did a little bit earlier now the 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 clue is written on the bottom so don't I'm look not, at the bottom oh, shit i should have looked on the bottom earlier um, so i came across as really smart you can also compare them like one yeah. to one is doing that and you can mix them up too i don't really care because it's all it's all written down um but yeah so i've had access to a elegu mars pro that uh, was loaned to me from a local person named ken um thank you ken i had and i own a frozen sonic mini 4k and 8k resin printer they recently sent it to me the 8k is maybe up for pre-order right now or not it's uh it's in pre-release and they wanted me to make a video about it and i i didn't mind and so it kind of sent me on this rabbit trail rabbit trail is that the phrase people say down, um down the rabbit down hole. the rabbit hole <laughs> uh i be like learning about all the technology and 3d printing and like uh stuff like that and i got in contact with some people who like are very smart about all this stuff the owner of the uh um the atlas support group discord like they're super they're super smart people robert atlas himself robert atlas yeah (laughs) and they've been helping me out kind of like make sure my info is right and they're even going to peer review my script uh to make sure i'm not misleading people fuck now i'm throwing all off from the big one the big one does make it challenging (sighs) I thought um, it was pretty on the small ones. I thought I had a pretty. God damn it! Now I feel like I'm in reverse. But there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of interesting findings um, about when I compare these three printers, and I'm making a video about it. It'll probably come out soon. Definitely before Christmas. It has to come out before Christmas. <laughs> Squarespace. <laughs> bing bong. Bing. So before okay. you looked at the big guy, what did you think the breakdown was? Before I looked at the big guy, I thought it went in descending order: 8K, 4K, 2K. 8k 4k 2k yeah that's just that was my gut after you looking are, at the smallest ones and and those that line of fairies you are wrong there's 2k 4k 8k it's funny okay because when you should have let me fucking finish then i would look like a smart guy well because when i look at the big guys i was flipped see i thought it was going to be the reverse because when you look at the big guys belt it's strangely better on the 2.5k printer than it is on the 8k so i don't know what was happening there right no i i look at okay look at his is i look at the big flats of the skin yeah 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 and the big flats of the skin the eight four and two it's pretty apparent the two especially the layer lines but i mean like this does kind of resonate with what the video is suggesting is that sometimes it helps sometimes it doesn't yeah uh to have more yeah. resolution um i thought that if you looked at the two mini ones the 8k and the 4k just the 8k just looks crispier overall um but it's like it's not yeah. that much no you know? the, t- the tiny ones it's it's oh. so freaking close I was like nitpicking on like a couple of little things that i thought this tiny detail looks slightly crispier so i was like oh that that's probably the 8k yeah but those are all very close um use the same resin in everyone that's cool too same resin every single one got dialed in with the amir labs test town same environment they I all love, got i love doing that amir labs test town because it print so fucking fast i know and yeah you get immediate visual like recognition of it's what nice you i like it a lot too it's a little unquantifiable it's kind of just like a visual examination but there are some things that are pretty easy to tell if like you are under or over yeah, um, when I was good, though. when I was dialing in my um, my DLP printer, 
and I would share all the photos of those to the Atlas support group in yeah. the Discord. Yeah. And they would tell me the things to look at. They're like, actually, they're in the line of checker checkerboard line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're like, notice how there's a slight, like, a slight curvature on the bottom right one. And they're like, yeah. that's showing that it's it's slightly underexposed. And now you know for next time. I know. So now when I get the fucking 8K, I'm going to go through that. Or you'll just tell me what your settings are on. And- yeah. Because they're, <laughs> po- they're probably going to send you the same resin they sent me. Yeah. And I'd be happy to. So did you have to tweak it much from factory defaults on the on the 8K? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I went through like three or four rounds of uh, slowly reducing the exposure time until I got it right to the point where like thin supports would fail, but they're still working. Mm. So it's yeah, right in the money. Yeah, you. That's the that's the edge you walk is you you want the thin supports to support, but yes. just barely. Yes. You want it, like you pull it out, and half the time you pull it out, it uh, it like breaks off in your hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's or what you like, want. Kind of like wobbly a little yeah. bit. Um, yeah, but the, the Elegu Mars, man, I had so many problems with that one, uh, but, but mostly because there was a magna plate on it, which is like some magnetic thing, and it's like yeah. super smooth. So I just ripped it off and then scuffed up the metal surface of the actual build plate, and then everything sucked just fine. Mm-hmm. I have one of those magnetic plates for my um, both of my both of my big plate ones for my AnyCubic. Okay. Uh, the Mono X and the Mono X Ultra or whatever, which is their 4K. And there, it's a it's a give and take. You get more until you dial it in exactly right. You get more fails because it's yeah. doesn't adhere well. Yeah. But once you get it and if it's dialed in, it feels so good. You're just like cracking an ice cube tray. You're like, <laughs> just dude, I had three fails in a row. Catastrophic. Nothing was attaching to it. And I was like, fuck this, and I ripped it off, and then it worked fine. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It definitely is more uh, temperamental. Yeah, because it makes sense too. Because like the um, in house. You know, they're balancing everything to the exact material of how they produce that thing, mm-hmm. you know. And so when you get the right out of the box, their baseline specs, it's ba- it's it's based on that. So you kind of have a place, a starting place when you throw this other factor, this other variable in. Yeah. And it's like you, you have to start from scratch almost. Yeah. So not uh, not exactly fun. But. That was my hobby, though. A lot of 3D printing, some painting. <sighs> a lot of 3D printing. Well, you got you checked a couple of boxes. That's a lot of shit to print, too. I printed more shit than that, too. That Like, more like geometrical shapes, like just, like, spheres and things, just so I could, like, test some theories I had. Oh. Yeah, much less interesting stuff. Yeah, but, like, you, there's less variables for you to really focus on, like, do all the triangles come to, like, this crisp point? Is there any bowing? In yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. Circle yeah. purpose. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. That's the kind of stuff that I would never do because I don't have the patience for. So I'm glad that you do it. I'm glad that you do it. Yeah, I'm just like killing my entire family slowly because like I have three resin printers running all at the same time. I, I had the air purifier running too, but it was just like, this feels bad. <laughs> They're printing like right on your bedside table where you sleep. <laughs> yeah, go to sleep, little one. <laughs> um, what, I, what I painted was um, I spent a buttload of time uh, painting a bit of my golden demon model. Did you bring That's, it? No, because it's not done, and I don't. I don't want anything to happen to it. I was fucking hyperventilating, going on a plane with it, like oh, smushed yeah, in yeah. my backpack, squished under a under a seat in front of me. Do you want to say anything about what you're painting? Yeah, we'll get into that when we get into the main topic. I think, okay. but can, can I mean, I we can, I'll show a picture, like the picture that I sent you. Okay, of yeah, the yeah, whip. Yeah. Uh, I'll send. I'll put that in the document, and so that can show right now. Okay. But it is a custom converted grotesque model from the Dark Eldar. Okay, um, yeah. and I spent basically two days doing the skin. 
So roughly 10 hours, eight hours the first day, 12 plus hours the second day on just the skin. It's not done, but it is like to a level where I want to move on and then adjust things afterwards. I like um, how kind of soft it feels. Um, The skin feels more like like a surface that's not a, a rock or a piece of granite or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then I moved on to the um, the metals on his giant, like, forearm guard things, and then his helmet, which yeah. I did those in, like, a teal color, um, go down to, like, a purple shadow. Mm-hmm. And that was a lot of work because there was a lot of futzing of getting light placement right and making sure that the light amount was, was big enough or whatever. Um, and then working on some like bounce reflections and secondary light sources and stuff where it looks shiny. I want it to feel like it's a metallic surface um, or just a highly reflective surface, but it's not a silver. Yeah. It's not, it's not not glossy. It's not a silver. It doesn't go up to like a pure yellow white on the highlights on that, except for the helmet, like your main light source point, it's got a really bright, like ding Mm -hmm. right in that, which draws your eye right there. So, and it was green, right? It's like a teal. Okay. Right. Yeah, it goes from a fantasy games color. I just freaking problem. So, I uh, and you have your own paints. I didn't have my own paints. Yeah. And with the colors I ended up picking, like most of the main colors, I didn't own those paints. At Are you home. going to buy them? Um, maybe. I I ordered the. You definitely the, should the the uh, the golden uh, ultra or so flat uh, kind of vibrant set was a set that they have of six colors that I don't own that. Vince had that. He had it out. He was painting a lot of his stuff with that. And um, I wanted to buy that set anyway. And I found it on sale on Amazon. So I just bought that. So okay. like, I used their teal okay. in that. It's kind of like my step up from the, the mid-tone. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like the darkest color was a fantasy games color. Vallejo fantasy, like Vallejo game scale, color? scale colors. Oh, scale, scale, scale fantasy col- games. Yeah, I don't have any of those paints. I don't either. What? But Vince, Vince is weird, okay? Vince doesn't have like a set of anything. Is it one of these ones? I do have one set. And it is kind of greeny and bluey. It's that... Do you want one? It's that fantasy? Yeah. It might be this one. I took a picture of it. Um, you can have it. I would just borrow it and bring it back. Sure, so. sure, sure. It might be this riff green, but it's a blue. I, I don't remember. Okay. Anyway, um, so yeah, the a midtone. Uh, uh, the color that I I brought in to add some warmth into the skin was one I don't own. That was freaking Vallejo Nocturna from their red, their crimson set. So remember, Vallejo did this Nocturna line of these sets and boxes like this. They had like a like an evil flesh, an elf flesh, uh, malefic flesh. They have a crimson one. Oh, that's eight different like spectrums on the red spectrum yeah it's called it oh yeah it's nocturna because this is a nocturnal model line right yeah. here yes and now they make their own models now they make their paints, own paints. the end paints um and so of course you can get all these on amazon and ebay and they're not very expensive at all they come down like three bucks a bottle mm-hmm. but you can't find the fucking crimson one <sighs> like it's the only one of their sets you can't find and okay. i was like why did i pick that it was a it was a really beautiful like deep slightly purplish crimson yeah oh so cool so crimson's a great color so yeah so every surface that i did there was a color a main color use that i didn't own and i'm an idiot so (laughs) so i did that yeah it was basically four days uh i got you know half a day on friday half a day on monday and two 
packed days on Saturday, Sunday of painting that. And I like not even halfway done with the model. So that was what I painted. It was okay. a lot of painting. Yeah. But uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get into that's a great segue. You yeah. want to get, get into it? Segue. Let me just double check this. Well. Okay. Well, so we'll while he's checking that, John went to Ohio to hang out with Vince and also Sam. Did Sam drive there? I thought Sam was going to go with Uncle Adam. Uh, no, Uncle Adam couldn't make it. Okay. Despair Green is the green I use. That is not in this set. Okay. Um, we try. We try. We tried. Uh, Uncle Adam couldn't end up going, so Sam flew. And I flew. Sam came in on Thursday night. I came in on Friday morning. Okay. And Tommy Lyons of Warhammer Weekly fame came in Friday night. Nice. He drove up from Kentucky. Nice. Um, so it was the four of us. And so Sam, Vince, and I all worked on Golden Demon pieces. Vince painted one start to finish. I don't know how he did that. In, in like two and a half days. And Sam was is doing a dual piece. Nice. And he's posted oh, some it. of his yeah, pictures yeah, the, on that. The dwarf and the troll. Yeah. And yeah. he's like, um, he got it to 80% and he's going to go home and then kind of like assemble it, do the base with the water and everything mm-hmm. and the water splashes and then kind of finalize stuff from there, which makes total sense. Yeah. That's what I would do too. But yeah, he freaking cranked that out Dang. as well. Um, and I sat there fucking stippling dots for four days. <laughs> Okay, so you went there to hang out. Um, that's awesome. Did you want you want to run us through it day by day, mm. like we did last time? Um, yeah, we, we could do. I mean, I can go over different aspects of it. Um, and I want to hear kinda, all the gossip. All the gossip. Okay, there wasn't a lot of gossip. Usually, we just uh, so he got a TV in his area with his painting room, and and Vince kind of upped his game a little bit this time. He bought individual. Hot lights for everybody uh, to have each of our own stations. Like the fold-up ones? Yeah, the no. fold-up ones. Okay. And I spent the first day and a half. If So let's assume, okay, I'm going to try to describe this audibly for those audio listeners. I paint with like my wrists right on the edge of a table. Yeah. Because I feel like and, and my elbows are in on my sides. Because he so wants I, carpal tunnel. That's yeah, why. I, I want to have full the, the most stabilization. So I paint <laughs> out here. And then I'm going to now move my microphone back to where I had my light for the first day and a half. For the audio listeners, it was three feet in front of him. The middle of the table. Which is a terrible spot for your light. Because yeah. it's just back illuminating the model. Yes. Yeah. You want the light to come from essentially your face. Yes. So I realized after a day and a half, I'm like, God, Vince, I can't fucking see anything. I was giving him shit so much. I'm like, Vince, your lights suck. This sucks. Everything sucks. <laughs> He came out with another like another light that he uses like a, a little key light for his filming. He set it to forty five hundred and kind of put it up on his DM screen off to the side and angled it down so I get more light. <laughs> and then finally, I'm like, "Oh wait, uh, why is my light way back up there? Let me do this." Okay, yeah, now I can see it fine. <laughs> it was plenty. It was plenty of light. I just uh, there's a user error in that process. Yeah. So. Uh, for me, kind of the, the the biggest takeaway, the biggest breakdown of this was it's always good to get away, hang out with your friends, do some painting, talk about whatever. Like the painting time goes faster for very monotonous things. Um, but for me, the biggest thing was to get out of my own environment at home to kind of help kickstart my mindset to competition painting. Because I haven't been in that mindset for like, 
a year and a half, maybe yeah. longer. Like yeah. I just haven't painted for that. Yep. Um, and being in a physically different space around people that are accomplishing, trying to accomplish the similar or same task. Yeah. And having the dialogue kind of just like going with that task. Different priorities too of these people, right? Yeah. Like if you're around me, I don't have that much of a priority to paint Golden Demon at the moment. So oh. yeah. And so it was a like it it is like this is what we're here for. We're gonna help each other out and um and it just it it didn't take me long and it was like boom I was dialed in once I started get like okay this would be a step like that skin I paint that whole skin in an hour if I was doing it for a video or just doing it from an army or whatever or doing yeah. it on stream yeah but there it was everything was trying to and this is a problem I have in general is I futz from from step one on competition painting like I I'm futzing every tiny little step okay um and they told me they're like. You don't need to do all that. You're taking so much longer because you're futzing from the very beginning. See, okay, what's confusing about that is when Vince came to my house and he looked at my Drazar piece, he was like, okay, if you want me to like critique this as if it was a golden demon entry, the blend here isn't flawless. It's not flawless here. Et cetera. And I was like, okay. So like, yeah, I totally agree with what he's saying. But then he's also saying you don't have to futz. I feel like for GD, it is, you have to futz. Mm -hmm. No, you absolutely have to futz. You you futz at like step seven of ten. Oh yeah, okay. I, sure. I I was futzing from step one. Some don't. Some are very meticulous about how they apply base coats. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. Yeah, That's I was. Right. Who knows? And and I mean, their styles and how they approach things are so much faster uh, and better than me. So I was just like, I I wanted. I didn't know where I was going. I couldn't entirely visualize how I want it to look in my head, especially since I'm basically doing a painting style that I've never done before to this level. Um, I've done stippling before, but I've never done it to like try to do it to a display level. Okay. And so it was learning and getting the feedback the mini was giving me off of the work I was doing. What I didn't want to do was take an off ramp that I wasn't supposed to take, meaning I did the the early steps too fast. You and sealed was, your fate a little bit. Yes, and it was something I was it was either going to cost me twice as much time to undo that, yeah. or it was something that could not be undone. An example of sealing your fate would be applying a wash, an all over wash to a base coat. That is like, well, I'm stuck with this color that I can't reproduce at all. Now I got to either fucking cover it up almost entirely, or just live with it. Live with it. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Exactly that. So um, that was it. Was it was fun um, to go through that process. And, and, you know, I also, there was, was talking about talking shit. Um, <laughs> the, uh, the running joke of the weekend was, was ragging on me. Ragging on you? Because you weren't there. Oh, shit. <laughs> Cause, I thought for sure you were going to talk some smack on me a little bit. I don't know if Which there was I a lot of smack talking on you. That's amazing. Um, there was, the only smack talking on you was the fact that you weren't there, so we couldn't smack talk on you. Because it's not as fun. I want to be there, dude. I know. I know. Well, we're already, we already have plans, you know. Yeah. Vince, well, while we're there, Vince was talking about Vincey GameCon. Fucking A, bye. Which is where we get together. He had like a whole fucking agenda figured out by the end of the week. Hell yeah. He's like, he's like we're going we're gonna to do like a, a three-day D&D campaign um in the daytime and then in the uh 
afternoons and evening or afternoons early evenings we just chill and we paint for fun and we hang out and yeah i don't mind painting i kind of wanted to paint if i were to do a thing like that yeah and then in the evening time just fucking game on play some fucking war cry play some more time more time play some rain in hell playing some age of sigmar play some a song of fire conquest and kings of way and (laughs) That was okay. That was something that Vince got on, and he mentioned it in the text group. Are you talking about rank and flight games? Yeah, Vince. Oh, there not, was some Vince shit talking about a song of ice and fire. Vince is not a fan of uh, rank, rank and flight games. Um, so he like he lumped all the games that do that these days together. Sure, sure. Uh, song of ice and fire, conquest, and we have kings. Right. Like they're all the fucking same game, the same little fantasy, the same generic visuals and whatever. Sure. And so it's like they're all the same. So everyone can now shit on Vince. <laughs> <laughs> well, Vince can't defend himself. He so we had a we had a conversation in Facebook about like I asked him, I was like, what is it about ringing playing games you don't like? And he said, you know, XYZ. So he had a he had a list of reasons. He, and, he, and was, just, were he was just fucking with me. So yeah, don't, yeah, yeah, don't yeah, give yeah, Vince shit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. None of this is serious. Like yeah, seriously yeah, yeah. hating on shit. But Oh, Vince also has a history of playing Warhammer Fantasy battles for fucking years. Yeah. So his his points, whether you agree with them or not, were based on experience. Sure. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, well, it's not just like you looking at a thing from a distance and saying this is why I don't like it. Yeah. Um, and that's okay too if you're like that doesn't appeal to me, a game doesn't appeal to me, a miniatures line doesn't appeal to me. Yeah. It doesn't for have whatever to. reason. No, it doesn't have to. And you don't have to like I if you don't spend a hundred hours doing that thing, you can't have an opinion on it. Right. You very much can. Just in this situation, Vince actually had done it and then he doesn't want to try a different game that he foresees being very similar to the game. Yeah. The shitty game that was Warhammer Fantasy Battles. <laughs> <sighs> okay, I haven't played Fantasy Battles in a long time, but uh, me and Curtis were talking. Curtis has an ogre army that is all square bases, because he played Fantasy. Mm-mm. And I have my wood elf army that is at least half square bases right now. So I might play a little bit of Warhammer Fantasy 8th oh, edition. Oh, man. Get that corner of the tree, tray right outside the sideline. Ooh, baby. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, he's had a history with it. Vince is interesting in that. I feel like we always talk about Vince. <laughs> he's interesting in that he'll uh, do something for a while and then be satiated uh, for the rest of his life. Yeah. It's like when it came to like alcohol. He's like, you know, I did that in my youth. I'm done with it. And it's like forever. <laughs> and it's like, rank, say, rank, rank, yeah. say forever. Vince. <laughs> Rank and game, same thing. He's like, I play fantasy for several years. I'm done with it. And it's like, what? I mean, like, so did I. Uh, but I still love it. Uh, but yeah, so that, that's kind of a cool thing about him, or a cool whatever. It's 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 a, a character trait. Yeah. Other than other than painting miniatures, he says. Oh yeah, that, see, that, that door's never closing. Right. Yeah. But that's that's always yeah constantly evolving. Yeah. So uh, we talked about that. We talked about setting up that the gamers weekend. Um. And otherwise, we were just kind of. He's got. T- I said we had TV in there, and we were. Um, we watch random funny shit. We get playlists, music playlists going. Nice. And uh, and then into the evenings, we get we get more into the. As you are aware of the of the cycle of these, you get into the evenings. <laughs> you're feeling good. <laughs> <laughs> you try to find the funniest shit you can find right, on yeah. YouTube because you're feeling good. Yeah, because you're feeling good. And you want you want to laugh, and we found some goodies. Um, of course, we had to watch fucking Malk, <laughs> dude. We did. I've recently rewatched that. We 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 didn't do redo, redos of stuff we had done we'd seen previously. Yeah. 
other than that i'm like yeah. we have to it was on it was on my recommendation okay. i need i need some fucking malik <laughs> okay um and we found some other good stuff and there was some like stuff that was very dated too that was just like kind of cringy and then we got on this this track of uh i think it's called andrew in the shadows okay. is a youtube channel and, and vince turned me on to this and then we got sucked in and then when, when sam was gone like the whole day monday we had vince in the shadow or something in the shadows <laughs> vince, in the shadows. <laughs> vince in the shadows is vince's spinoff where he paints miniatures and there's just a backlight and he's just a shadow <laughs> yeah yeah uh, but it's a, it's a it's a, like a music review, and and what we what we ended up watching is he's got a whole series on uh, One Hit Wonderland is the name of his sub series, nice. and he breaks down One Hit Wonders and like talks about the history, talks about like where how did they how did this band get started, yeah. how did the hit happen, yeah, what happened afterwards, um, did they deserve better kind of thing. It's really fucking well. Do done. you talk about Warrant and Cherry Pie? Uh, that's one of them. We didn't watch that one. We watched such glorious ones as Butterfly by Crazy Town. Don't know that one. Uh, we watched Flagpole Sitta. I'm not going to know any of By this. Harvey Danger. Um, there were some that you had heard of. So maybe I know the song, but I don't know the name of the song or the artist. Yeah. Definitely. Um, we, we did watch quite a bit of 90s stuff because that's both kind of our wheelhouse. Yeah, yeah. But there was some more recent stuff and some older stuff too. Um, there was... Uh, uh, flock of seagulls okay i know that okay one. so flock of seagulls you know okay so you know flock of seagulls his hair is fucking weird yeah like super weird yeah and i always wondered like because in 80s in in the 80s when you had fucking crazy hair it was crazy but it was kind of brought down just a half step because like other people had that crazy hair yeah too okay. right like like everyone's giant, doing it kind yeah, of thing. yes yes but with that guy nobody had that haircut and no and it never caught any on uh, anywhere so i i kind of never asked myself the question but as he's kind of telling their story um it was like how the fuck did he even get this hair like why how where does this even come up from because it's got to evolve from something the reason why is the lead singer his day job was a hairstylist nice so that, and then i'm like makes total sense yes. right if that's what you do you come up with your own crazy shit yeah and yeah. you try it on yourself yeah 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 you know it's like a tattoo artist tattooing their own thighs right. or kind of trying to do something crazy yeah, yeah so anyway so we got sucked into that and there's a lot of that stuff going on but um yeah okay so to the actual technical painting side i made a comment to you that my piece to the point that i'm done with it looks way different than I thought it was going to look. Yeah, and I had some. Yeah, I had some com- observations because you you mentioned stippling, but you don't have anything else you want to say about that? Um, do you want? I can tell you why, uh, how it looks different, why it looks different. Yeah, tell me. Yeah, okay. what's going on there? In my head, how I envisioned this piece was uh, very lighted, very dramatically. Okay, because on the base, which you don't have a picture of here, but um, I'm very happy with how the, the I sculpted the base all out of GW bit, so it feels very much in universe. But it looks very unique because it's it's kind of all hodgepodge together. It's kind of made to look like a a tunnel on the ship of aliens, like going down the catwalk, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and there's one of the pieces has one of their little like lights um, attached to the bit, right? It's like a it's like a little floodlight thing that's got the wire grating around it. GW does that in their 40k stuff sometimes, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's kind of like just at just above like ankle height, like you're going down there, and there's there's low lights, and then there's lights in the top of the the hallway. Yeah. And so I was going to have that light be like a hazy red and then as a 
as like kind of a, an ambient light from behind and below and then above and ahead is going to be off off scene is going to be kind of the 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 random cool um light like led spaceship yeah. light yeah yes that that's there so you're gonna have this really dramatic bright light coming down there and then a red glow or orange glow or something coming up from below to give the volume and bouncing lights that was my plan for the piece and vince says let's go back and he's like that's a terrible idea <laughs> like oh oh shit why like let's go back and look at all pascal and demon winners and tell me which ones have dramatic lighting the answer is none yeah because why every detail of the model needs to be like highlighted illustrated and cared for i mean that's kind of part of it and i think you could still do that in that style if you've done well but the reason why is because this is what sam and vince said and i, and I kind of came around to agree agree with them is because it it takes the focus off of the product and it takes the focus onto this the scene and the painting style i yeah i agree and so I, I'm still going to have that light and there's still going to be a bit of that, but I, I did more of a universal light for the whole model. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. General highlighting. Yes. General highlighting. Now there's still, you still have to be focused on where the, the strongest light's going to be, right? Like on his helmet, it's going to be the brightest light. And as you go further down, the highlights aren't as bright. So you're still using some nuance there, mm-hmm. but it's still showing you like a nice, well-rounded focus of the model being featured right yeah okay so essentially the advice is occam's razor razor keep it simple you know i yeah. feel like complicating it with stuff like that just makes it even yeah it makes it harder to to win yeah so as ben cantor is listening to this because ben cantor paints in that style of highly drum dramatic light focused environments yeah yeah that's kind of a shtick ben this is your notice. I think it. I think if you're very good at it, wouldn't you think there's still a way to do it while also showing off the entire model? I think there's a way to do it where that wins, but I think that's such a fucking narrow gap. To yeah, run. it's like really challenging. Very challenging. Now, Ben's an amazing painter, so if anyone can do it with such the expert knowledge of light and color, yeah, it's that man. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, but yeah, I, I I completely was I went on about it in a different way, and what I learned was that painting in the Games Workshop style, uh, the, the style that they appeases to them, is both m- more simplistic, but in the in the the opposite edge of that same sword is so much more difficult. Yeah, it's so so technical. Yes. Yeah. Yes, because you're you're not adding a ton of nuance in in color and lighting and, and ambience and all these things but everything you do nothing can be hidden yeah and it has to be so technically good i know dude yeah um and my piece right now at arm's length looks i, I fucking love it and That's i pull it I like up, it looks good too I, I, like I, it. I pull it up to like six inches there's still a lot of not perfectly smooth and this is where i have to learn stippling glazing better and that's was a lot of it was stippling glazing where yeah also it's stippling with very low very high dilution paints yeah you're, you're i'm running the gamut i'm going up to a thin base coat all the way down to dirty paint water okay and i need to do more of that dirty paint water glazing now there's a certain amount of that texture when you look at like dave caldwell's piece pieces that he does that a certain amount of that is always there and it gives a that's why you stipple right yeah, yeah. You, you want a bit of that you just want to make sure that the transitions are kind of just like 
a nice little you know start of the movie where it goes yeah like it's it just goes up yeah you know I'm, what I'm, looking, I'm looking at it right now um I like this little highlight you got right at the bottom of the visor right there. Yeah, I've got a reflective highlight there, and I got a bigger one on the opposite side because it's much more in shadow and you can't see it in the picture. But, yeah, yeah. But um, oh, it's good. Yeah, it's great. It's a great starting point. See, in in my head, if I were painting this, and the reason why I painted Drazar the way I did is I love to mentally check things off. Mm. Like if I looked at this skin. And I, I'd be like, I have to, ref- I, now I have to go through and do a refining pass across the entire skin. And that's just so much tedious and monotonous work that I'd have to do all at once. That would kind of like be sad for me. So I'd like work on his peck and finish his peck, start to like 98%. And then mm-hmm. I'd do, you know, each muscle. Cause I, I can't handle doing that much refinement all in one step. And I had a, like a breakdown about. <laughs> Was it similar to your pink robot breakdown? <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that was a running joke too. Oh no. Because they shit on me for the first day for the first like six hours of day one. That <laughs> I was painting that thing, the whole fucking thing was gray. Yeah. And it wasn't gray, but under yeah, Vince's yeah. shitty light <laughs> it looked pretty fucking gray. Obviously I, I I had glazed in and I had stippled in that crimson, so you ha- it has more of a purple feel. But he's like, it looks great. It looks great. We're just waiting for you to go into the airbrush room and come back out. Oh, so pink. No. <laughs> I'm like, that's a funny fucking joke. Because that's a callback to our last uh, Vinny Con where my they said my robot looked great the whole time. So I'm like, well, I'll just go do a nice like f- light filter of a pink over it to add some some color interest. And I came back and the thing was fucking neon pink. Fucking neon pink. Again, because Vince's shitty lights in his room, I thought it looked good. And I came out into the real lights. I'm like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Vinny yeah, I, blame, I blame it all. Vince, can we call you Vinny? Is yeah. that okay? Yeah. So Vince should just be the third person in this podcast. What the fuck? We talked to him. You just have a talking, just yeah, a picture of his face there. Right there. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so we, uh, I, I, I was dealing with frustration of color for the first probably 12 to 16 hours of painting that skin. But also, it's not a small model. Like, it's yeah. probably you know i don't know 60 mil tall like it's a tall model still single figure sci-fi though. i think so i think so i think so i'm not i'm not taking the piss darren <laughs> um but it's all skin like he's got some yeah. fur over his 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 gonads he's got a little bit of ba- of fur on like the back of his thighs otherwise he's all skin so tackling all that like when you can get to where it's like mostly completed to where i'm at it feels good but it was such a daunting thing i was going through what you're talking about of just like overwhelmed of every new step that i did feeling how much of the model i was gonna have to do that on and it was like soul crushing but (laughs) it worked well because i was in an environment where we're talking to people, we're bouncing ideas off each other. Every 30 minutes, we're putting our minis down and rotating them around. And Rotate! Giving, and giving feedback yeah. and giving stuff. That thing, like, I really enjoyed painting to a high level with that instant feedback of someone looking at it, holding it in their hand and saying this, this, this. And it, we helped each other a lot. Um, mostly they helped me. But um, there was a lot of stuff. And people was like, we che- egos were checked. You know, yeah. like if I said something to Sam, which is crazy, right? If I was like, Sam, I, I think it would be cool if this was more like this. He wouldn't be like, no, I don't know more than you, whatever. He'd be like, oh, okay, cool. Let me look at it. Let me look at it. He's like, yeah, okay. You know, or he'd say that's, that gets me thinking. 
let me maybe say what you're going with and tweak it a little bit. It gets me more excited. And so I think having that made me feel like it was a really valuable weekend. I wish I would have been able to have them with me for the whole paint job. Yeah. Um, it's because the, the difference of like sending them pictures, you know, as you go, things, things change. And again, like I should have brought it because I think it looks so much better in person than it does in a picture. Although it, it photographs well at where it's at this point. Yeah. But like the nuance of the skin was, it's a lot, a lot, a lot of painting. It was, you a, were saying 16 hours of painting a day. We'd get up. We typically start about 9 a.m. I mean, we start at 9 a.m. and I typically be done painting about between midnight and 2. When did you go to bed? 2? Yeah, midnight. Uh, 2 a.m. Typically. Did you watch Love Island in bed? I did not. Damn. Because or Sam got there first, and so he took the Love Island room. Okay. <laughs> so he was watching. Oh, yeah. So there was <laughs> there was comments to be made about Sam being excited about Love Island. <laughs> Uh, at night, but uh, I don't know if he ever did or not. I didn't check I, with him. I, I doubt he did. It's a personal. It was like a personal moment for him. I didn't want to intrude. You know? <laughs> you duck on the door. <laughs> hey, yeah, you watch Love Island. Get, I'm gonna get started up for you. Yeah. <laughs> Let me just snuggle up next to you in the bed. Watch some Love Island. Um, yeah, that was. Uh, it was a lot. Yeah, so roughly 9 a.m. to between 12 and, and 2. Um, but the last like four hours is very little painting. Although Friday night and Saturday night, I, I, I painted because I felt like I was so much further behind those guys. Like yeah. I painted longer. Um, of course we had breaks and we we're hanging out and doing other stuff or whatever. So it was like, it wasn't nonstop, but for the most part, there was paint on brush for a long time. That was Kathy. Kathy was amazing as always. Did she feed you? Yes. She made this amazing, uh, Vietnamese dish. Oh shit! Yeah, that was, Damn, she made her. I wish I was there even more. She made her own kimchi. Fuck! And she taught taught me That's about Korean. this it, this uh, uh, fermenting jar that she uses. Yeah. It's like make your own kimchi that doesn't stink up your whole house. Oh, cool! She did that with uh, uh, pork and uh, rice. It's like twenty dollar a bag rice, like expensive ass Japanese yeah, rice, what the fuck? and it That's came out just expensive. fucking perfect. Dude. Perfect gluten levels um in the broth on this dish was phenomenal yeah so i took i got the recipe from her i got all the stuff has some gochujang in there get that gochi is it korean not vietnamese because gochujang is korean or korean yeah um maybe it was korean not to um actually yeah no you're right uh yeah i've been super into asian food of all types because of my trip to new york i had a ton of asian food there and i've always been into it but yeah i'm like fiending for it um, so yeah, I love to hear that. I wish I was there to eat it. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. So that was amazing. She made amazing, uh, av- avocado toast, Kathy style. Nice. Which is, uh, with a, a runny egg and slice of Swiss cheese and then very thin slices of avocado over the top. And did I'm you, not an avocado person. Yeah. Did you eat out at all? Did you eat at one of Vince's, uh, three staple restaurants? Um, okay. When we got there, we went to this place that I can best describe as, uh, Greek, uh, Chipotle. Okay. So oh, you go fuck. through you go through a line, but it was like what? fucking primo stuff, dude. dude. They had lamb bacon was an option. They had uh, uh, braised shredded uh, beef. They had uh, tofu, and they had uh, a spit chicken. You My could either gosh. have a sandwich or a bowl, and it was that was phenomenal. So we had that when we got in from the plane. Um, he had this stuff. 
Kathy was at the the Amish country, and she came back and got some brought something called chicken and noodles. You know what chicken and noodles is? Is it chicken and noodles? It's like chicken noodle soup, but it's not. Okay. Exactly. Like the broth is slightly thicker and more flavorful. Okay. You don't have a whole soup bowl of it. Okay. And it's just the noodles and the chicken. There's no veggies. There's no celery. There's no other stuff. Whatever. Are the noodles irregular and weird shaped and kind of chunky? Uh, they're, they're, they're fat. Um, they're fat like egg noodles. Okay. Um, they're really good. So she brought that home. And that was amazing. Nice. Um, and I can't remember what other places we ate out. But yeah. Oh, Dude. we had pizza on uh, <laughs> Monday or Sunday night. Um, ordered in pizza and and it was it was okay it was it was a place they hadn't tried yet either oh nice okay yeah got to try a new place and there was something else i'm forgetting but oh we did the the mexican place yes in the mexican place remember when we did the mexican place last time yeah it was good they they fucked up the taco order we didn't know what taco there was there was some weird stuff going. yeah they didn't because we because they had all these different kinds of tacos and so like me and sam all like ordered a bunch of different kinds of tacos. They didn't fucking label the tacos. So you didn't know which taco was which. And they were a vast difference of yeah. tacos. Okay. This time we ordered, there was no taco debacle. debacle. <laughs> That's good. Debauchery. <laughs> um, but they fucking forgot my order. They just oh, didn't put it in. No, dude. They just didn't put it in. Was it a delivery order? Yep. Son of a bitch, dude. Yep. And it took like over an hour to get it the first time. So everyone chipped in, and I got a fucking sampler platter. I had a little bit of everybody's, nice. which honestly was pretty fucking awesome. Nice. So I got some nachos. I got some quesadilla. I got some fajitas. I got the taco. It was like, it was fucking great. Sounds great. It was great. So yeah, food was awesome. Uh, hospitality was awesome, as always. There's snacks. There's one of these giant bags of Costco from Costco that was cheese and caramel popcorn. Yeah. You know, it's like the size of a you know a giant bag of dog food yeah yeah, right sam fucking crushed that thing in a day and a half (laughs) so okay did you bring any like any snacks to put at the altar of vince no you didn't bring the man dots i was gonna bring him a bag of dots pretzels but when i travel i i i get a little bit of like anxiety over uh over uh, baggage Okay. So I wasn't going to check a bag. That was fucking straight out. Oh, yeah. And I decided I'm just going to bring a backpack. I'm not going to have a carry-on. Fuck this. I'm going to put everything in the backpack. And it fit. Everything fit. uh, Other than the bag of Dots pretzels. It didn't make it. So what I told Vince was like, and I felt bad because I really wanted to bring him Dots pretzels. I said, here's what I'm going to do, Vince. Adepticon. I'm going to meet up with you. I'm going to give you a bag of Dots pretzels. (laughs) So it's kind of, it's like, these are, uh, uh, you know, like, comeuppance okay yeah Dots pretzels <laughs> you have them coming to you yeah and there's different flavors too so maybe we'll yeah, give them some it, different flavors cheddary ones now they're like cheetos yeah those aren't even like dots pretzels so i want to try like bake- oh you haven't had them no. oh fucking phenomenal okay yeah definitely try them then. i've tried the southwest ones i haven't tried the honey mustard ones those ones are okay if you like yeah. honey mustard you'll like them okay i think they're probably the staple though he's uh, i as well as i know vince at this point He's just going to want the standbys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, 100%. 100%. So, yeah, there's lots of treats. Lots of treats. How many days? How what many? was it? It was a Thursday to Sunday? What was it? I got my... I I woke up to hit my flight at 4 a.m. on Friday. And then I left... My flight left at 7 p.m. on Monday. Okay, shit. So, it was roughly a half day lost on either side. Not quite. So, it was most of the day Friday, all day Saturday, all day Sunday. And... Uh, most of the day, Monday. Okay. So we didn't leave his house till like 5 p.m. on Monday okay. to go to the airport. So, yeah, it was that many days. Sam came in, fr- like I said, Thursday night, and then he left Sunday night. So 
Okay. Roughly, we each had the same amount of time. All right, cool. How are the dogs? Amazing, as always. Excellent. So Vince has three dogs, three Golden Retriever girls, and they are... They have such distinct personalities. And like the first time we were there, I was like, you know, you kind of know Penny's a little bit older one. She's just kind of the mild, just happy to be there one. And Aspen is the talker. And she will just say, (laughs) and she'll go grab a toy and she'll talk to you with a toy in her mouth. So it sounds like a dog. And then Lyra is the stinker that gets into everything. Right, she gets like you leave anything on the table, she freaking gets it. Okay, yeah, you know, and she's just she's a troublemaker. She'll eat a whole tray of brownies. Yes, she put at one point on Monday, Kathy had, had packed me a little bag of snacks to go. <laughs> We're sitting down there and just like painting, and she comes down the stairs with a bag in her mouth and puts it on the table. <laughs> she Lira? didn't open it. Yeah, she didn't open it. She didn't eat anything. She just brought it down. It's like you need these cookies now. And I'm Dude, like, part of the plan. Yeah, all part of the plan. So dogs are amazing you know they're dogs every time someone shows up it's like the fucking world is ending that's dogs yes. you know you have to like coordinate when they're like the delivery guy comes you got to coordinate yes there's put them outside there's a routine you know it's a two-man job yeah. you can't do it alone yeah. um, they knew it they got it down like they know yeah like, yeah you know all kathy had to say is the delivery guy's here and vince is hopping out of his yeah. chair and he's like up oh, yeah dog 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh okay uh last question i have is why did you decide to paint the miniature in the way you did you mentioned painting it in a way you've never painted before or close to a way you've never painted before why do that why not just exist in the comfort zone it um, looks like david colwell painted it like the light version of david colwell yes because that was my goal is that the goal okay okay because here's my thing here's your thing dave says he's not coming to golden demon which is good for everybody because he'd win yeah dave's also like very modest about his painting skills. Yes. Yeah. Like too modest. Yeah. Okay, anyways, go on. And I I um much like uh Picasso, I go through phases where something just I see something and I just love it. It looks so interesting whatever and I want to learn it. I want to like absorb some of it. I want to see how it's done. I want to see how from the end product to me trying to replicate of that style. And so I've been in this mode. I've known that this was the way that I was going to approach this model since the first Golden Demon that was supposed to happen. That piece, whatever I was going to do, was going to be of the style. Because I've been like in love with and enamored with how he paints for the longest time. So I, this is my excuse to like put in the hours and figure it out. And then what I end up doing, typically, is I take something I've learned. I take something that resonates with me. I take something that I think it does really well, a certain style does really well, and I fold it in. And then it kind of like becomes my own version of how I paint going forward and things fall off. Things jump back on. I, I leave something for a while. I come back to it. Um, there's a time where I did so much wet blending and now I do a minimal amount of wet blending and that will probably come back. So too. So I want, it was more of like, I get, I am an ADHD painter. I need to do different things. And this was kind of my way to do it. If I'm going to paint a model to the best of my abilities and I want to try something out, I might as well combine those two birds, one stone it. And and see how it goes. That's kind of my that was my reasoning behind it anyway. Okay, does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it keeps it fresh, keeps it exciting. If you're gonna sit in the fucking chair for 16 hours a day, you want it to be fresh and exciting. Yeah. And from a competitive standpoint, 
Is it the way to approach wanting to win a Golden Demon? Probably not. Because it's not something that I have enough experience with to know what to do at this step or to know where to leave the paint off the model or to know how to fix a thing. Like yeah. I don't have that yet. Yeah, but you know how you know what you're looking for, and I yeah. feel like you're good enough to know how to get there if time isn't an issue. Yeah. Right? So you can it's almost like as long as you're careful, you can try whatever you want to try. And if it fucks up, it doesn't really matter because you can fix this. This might take a while. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's I, I think that there's a certain level in your um in your, you know, painting adventure where you can kind of get to that point. Yeah. And that that that's it's not like a bar and then once you hit the bar it's a one or a zero. You either have it or you don't. But the further along I feel like I've gotten in my my kind of painting life cycle, the more comfortable I am with just kind of understanding how paint works, understanding how the tools work and trying and knowing that I can I can undo things or I can push things or whatever. Yeah, so yeah. I think that that is the only kind of the the pole that I've been leaning on with this. Otherwise um, it probably would be a terrible idea. Mm, so. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. We have some time. We're only an hour and 15 minutes into this and we have a fairly light news segment. So I have a question for you. It's kind of related to something you mentioned. You said for the longest time you've loved Dave Colwell's painting style. Mm-hmm. And for a while I've had an idea for a series called mimicking our masters. Yeah. Where it's about taking a model that someone else painted, say Ben Comets, and trying to replicate this paint job one for one and then getting feedback from him about how he thought I did. Because mm. um, I like to dissect stuff. I, that's the reason why the Evy Metal series started was mm-hmm. to just dissect it and figure it out. Um, but you might not you might not do that for Dave Cowell in a typical YouTube uh, video because it might take a little bit longer to figure that out, right? Um, and you want to do the piece <laughs> justice. Obviously, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dave doesn't finish one of his pieces in two hours. Yeah, in three days. Yeah, right? yeah. And so to try to, you know, not look like you were like phoning it in or you're half-assing it, you're also trying to learn as you go too, which yeah. takes even more time. Yeah, you would, you would take longer than they take. Yeah. yeah. So the question I have for you is, I have a lot of things, a lot a lot of things that if, if I wasn't a YouTuber, I would love to dedicate my hobby time for like four months at a time to one thing. I mentioned this in our Facebook group and maybe like making like a bunch of t- terrain that all matches mm-hmm. or making a sick ass war band like over the course of two months that's like heavily converted and all painted in a certain way. And that kind of content doesn't doesn't work very well on YouTube because it's a multi-part thing or it's the same thing kind of over and over and over again. So I was kind of curious, do you have any hobby projects that you really want to kind of commit yourself to yourself to but you can't because of that 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 specific restriction oh i was just listening this whole time and in the end you flipped it into a, a question for me okay um all right i can talk about more ideas that i have that i've always wanted to do mm. while you think um yes go okay. I, I love the process of making movies and, and scale models have been used in movies a lot and so one thing I've always wanted to do was paint a scale model, whether it's like a spaceship, a tank, a sp- uh, or any or a piece of terrain, and then film something in it as though it is real scale and blow it up, do some kind of sh- sequence, add some VFX, and like film a scene with a scale model. So it's like combining what I love, videography, miniature, you know, painting into one thing in like an industry standard way, which is like scale models for video. I saw a behind the scenes for 
the French Dispatch. Uh, the French D- Dispatch. That's Wes Anderson's newest film. And they use a ton of scale models. The airplane, um, a lot of the city, it was all scale model stuff. And I recently watched The Two Towers and Helm's Deep was a big scale model and shit like yeah. that. Um, and so, yeah, I, I would love to do that, but I fear how long that would take to make a large city or something like that. Yeah, that's time is a tough thing in the realm of uh, uh, of YouTube because um, consistency is the the king. Yeah, that you you need to be relevant. Also, um, diversity. I feel like yeah. I couldn't make six videos in a row making a war band. I feel like it would get old, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it has to be. I, what I find if I have something that I feel like oh, this is actually would. It is most logical to be a three-part series. Yeah, that I end up distilling it into one. Like when I did my um, um, when I did my uh, kit bash that Night Lords, whatever the thing that thing was called, that video where I I made my own model out of a bunch of different kits. I wanted that to actually be two or three parts, um, but I ended up just doing one one video where I just kind of distilled it down and like crunched it. To a, to a level that I thought was too crunched to make it into one video. And then I folded it into painting the whole army of Night Lords. And I painted that in that 15-minute video of painting the whole army. Yeah. Because two things. One, I feel a level of guilt of people saying like, oh gosh, he's milking this. I don't want people to think like, oh, he doesn't have any original ideas or he's just going to keep going back to the well on the one thing. And it, and that's maybe in my own head more than it's a reality. No, it's pe- some people will think that, but it's the very, very like vastly minority. Okay. Uh, so um, I get comments like that sometimes. And and then also going back to my you know hobby ADHD, like I'm always wanting to do something. Like I'm excited about something new and shiny and different as soon as I finish up a project. And I okay, want to okay. separate myself from that too because it keeps it fresh and new and exciting for me. Okay. Um, so that's it. Um, oftentimes, um, I, from a basic level to answer your question, I just wish I could paint (laughs) to a higher level at a consistent basis for my videos. Mm. And I don't mean that like, oh, I wish I was a better painter for it. I mean that there's a certain ceiling um for what i can get done and make and make a video and to show it all because another part of that is the technical aspect of it i i would you know i remarked and vince was said the same thing over that same weekend i'm glad i'm not painting this on camera i wouldn't paint it oh god no you can't paint it as good if you're filming it you can't you You just can't have to worry about it there's too many factors that are also in there that you're always worrying about. And not just that, like, am I perfectly in focus? Am I getting the, the shot 100%? But your brain is jumping to different places. Yeah. And when you want to get in a zone and really kind of, like, you know, absorb everything and look at it analytically and look at it from the lens of an artist, at least me personally, my, I, my brain can't do both things at the same time. I need yeah. to just focus on a thing. So I feel like... um I wish I could just be like, I want to take like that bust I did for the present for my mom. Like I want to take a month to do this and I want to be it to be something that like, I'm really proud, like display level piece, a piece that I would love to do. I don't, I don't, I can't do that. Right. I mean, there's people that say like, 
you know, like, well, just break it down into videos. Break it down. This one, I'm doing the skin. This one, I'm doing the, the cloak. This one, I'm doing the whatever. I'm like, that's great. If you want to have 5,000 views, that's great. But people aren't going to want to come back. Yeah. When you do a series, most of the time, you see a notable drop-off. Yeah. As it goes down. Because you feel like you needed to... You need to reinvent it each time. Yes. And th- that is possible. So, obviously, ML does it in a very good way. Uh, he has a very large, exciting project that's very, you know, out of, outside of the box. You know, it's crazy. He has a team of people working on it. So, that it's not... I don't want to say that series aren't good on YouTube. I guess what now that I'm thinking about your answer and what I was trying to ask was really is a repetitive thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I want to make a whole city's worth of terrain. And they, they kind of all look the same or just do anything for like a long period of time, I suppose, that's kind of repetitive. Um, I guess painting a bus could be repetitive because you're, you're working on the skin for a very long time. Yeah. Um, stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, I get where you're coming from. Um, but that's my big thing. I don't have any specific projects that I can think of. Well, right painting now, an army, like as a, like like a normal fucking person, right? You know, like just <laughs> slowly. You yeah, know? I know. Maybe I want, you know? I want to do just this one unit of ten skeletons on yeah, the video, and then and then, that, and then a hero, and then yeah, yeah. you know, um, and then it, there's a certain point where like you really got to be creative in how you're yeah. broaching that topic, and also even if you are coming up with like Emil does and like what guy is doing with his Titan is with a creative way, a creative spin on each of these sub segments. It visually is so similar if I'm doing skeletons and then I'm doing blood knights and then I'm doing a hero whatever, like it's all in an army. And so you're not getting a diverse group that maybe likes what I do, but they'd rather I paint a space Marine once in a while and, it's like, oh, it's just another one of these death things. Yeah, you know? another one of these death things. And, yeah. and even if you have got a catchy thumbnail and title. People, under, they, they, they know, right? It's like, yeah. okay, it's a death thing. I won't watch this video because I'm kind of tired of seeing death things. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I know people in the comment section are going to be like, just do it. Just um, do what you want. And yeah, to a certain degree, you can just do what you want. Um I think I think I'd be okay with painting like a unit in my death army and doing like three videos in a row of that. I think I'd be personally okay with that. Mm. But what I wouldn't be okay with is like con- converting a member of a war band and doing that six times in a row and then painting each one six times in a row. But that's like that's how the time would break down. Like I, I want to spend three days converting one dude. Mm-hmm. Those those versions I was showing you. I don't know how to do that. That kind of sculpt things. So I need to fucking figure it out. It's yeah. going to take a long time. Yeah. Um, but they look so cool and I want to try it out. I know. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm in a similar boat. Yeah. That's like, something that's been weighing on me a little bit more than lately than it has been normally. Yeah. I think that there's uh, it's kind of at the core of some of this is too, is anytime you're really either going out of your comfort zone or trying something completely new, like the sculpting thing is a great example. Yeah. Um, it's not just that you you have a, a an understanding in your head of how long it's going to take you to do that, to keep you on schedule, to get the video out in a week or two weeks or whatever. Because a lot of it is trial and error and you screw things up. I think you saw this when you did your, your little garage, sci-fi garage thing. Yeah, like, yeah. So many aspects of that like ground you to a halt and you had to figure something out or you had to shift direction. Yeah. If you had done that kind of thing a half dozen times before, you'd be more you know, ready and understanding, even if it did still took you X amount of time, you'd know at least a better understanding of how long it's going to take you. Yeah. And it's tough. There's a level of fear of 
jumping in the deep end when you've got a commitment and you want to get stuff out and you just kind of hesitate on those ideas. Yeah. Yeah. The hesitation and yeah, you do that terrible thing where I'll, I'll talk about it in a podcast and it kind of gives you some feeling of success. Like you've actually done it. And then you actually never do it. And you buy, you buy the <laughs> shit for it. You never do it. Yeah, I fucking hate that when I do that. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it was a, a great weekend overall at Vince's. We had a lot of fun. We did some alpha testing. I'm not going to talk about this very much. Oh, yeah. I or, wanted to ask about the games being or, played. Or Vince and Adam's lawyers will be hounding me. <laughs> uh, Vince and Adam are in early stages. They have talked about it briefly on their own thing, so I feel like I can do it as well. They're coming out with uh, their next miniatures game. will be miniatures agnostic. Will uh, Sam and I did an alpha run of this game. And it was a buttload of fun. It's still got a bunch of work to, to go, but I think the core of this game is super cool and it's cooperative. So mm. that was really cool because we had to on the fly, shit was getting real and we had to like, our unit leaders had to scream to each other about like, get your fucking guys over there. You know, we need a medic over here. Like it was fucking great. It was, it was super cool. And you can play it solo too. Like oftentimes... Is as great as it is, it is to get together with friends and play a game. Like, if I could play it on my own too, or at least know that that's an option for myself, um, that's that's a really cool thing. So it's a very, uh, very different game, very cool game. I'm I'm excited to see how it goes. And uh, Vince and I on Monday, and that last day it was just he and I there. Um, he had his laptop out, and we were we were brainstorming stuff. We were shooting ideas. We were doing what ifs. We were doing all sorts of cool stuff because it's still early enough in the design phase. Yeah. Unlike Rain and Hell, when we were testing that out at the last VinciCon, it was like uh, tail end beta testing, right? It was tweaking. This is uh, earlier on, and so I had a ton of fun. Like I could sit and do that and just talk about game systems, talk about what ifs, and talk about how could we give this feeling and how do we achieve that feeling through through the game so that was that was a lot of fun i had a lot of fun doing that and kind of um that last day when it was just vince and i um i felt like we had uh it was it was a kind of a version of vince that i had never really had before like i hung out with we we hang he and i have hung out and and do like virtual discord paint chats uh we're just painting and hanging out and chatting all, all that stuff but just like being together the first time i ever just been me and vince hanging out like it was I, that was one of the most memorable parts of the weekend for me because I just felt like... Where was Sam? You know, Sam left Sunday night. His oh, plane shit. plane left Sunday night. Mine okay. didn't leave to Monday night. So it was all day Monday. And so it was just really cool. It was just like... He was still Vince. But it was just like... It was like... It was like Vince. It was Vincey Vince. Pure Vince. It was pure Vince. It was Vince unplugged. Unadulterated Vince. Yeah. Yeah. It was Vince after dark. Would you call him Vincent? And I didn't. No. Call him shit stain. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Jesus. All right. That's it for the topic. Out of the news. Uh, not much news. John's got one item in here. I do. Um, so speed paint. Speed paint. What a what a, a hot button phrase. Hot button. Everyone wants the speed. Paint it faster, motherfucker. Like that's <laughs> like <laughs> that is that is the you know the the lost ark, the the goblet of the kings. Yeah, all right. Yeah, you know, that, that yeah, is, the ark of the covenant. Right. Uh, you're you're just you're trying to find like here's, the holy grail. You got drink from the freaking carved wooden cup. Yeah, motherfuckers. And I think he chose 
Holy. <laughs> yeah, fucking face melt. Sea <laughs> skull. I fucking love that scene as a kid. Oh, yeah. Um, and I think maybe we could draw a connection between speed painting and that scene in that movie. We're always looking for this beautiful goblet, gem-encrusted, yes. solid gold, and we just find it and we will have wealth forever. <laughs> you should just get the fucking shitty wooden cup. Just get the fucking wooden one, bro. Bro, it's way better when you drink out of it. Yeah. Okay, we don't need to be looking for these shortcuts anymore. So you're just saying that we shouldn't use Army Painter speed paint. Shit, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm saying that they, like, you know, the Nazis. <laughs> oh, God. In in the Indiana Jones movie, uh, the game. Oh, wait, I don't want to say that. Uh, the, the companies are trying to see what we covet. Yes. And then they are going to trickle down yes. their little plastic goblets. Right. We will buy them all. Yes. It's more about what we want. And them providing a service for that desire. And I'm not... Okay, so I'm not shitting on contrast paint. I like contrast paint. I'm not shitting on these new Army Painter speed paints, which is what the actual news topic here is. And this is not newsy news. It's not new newsy news that Army Painter is coming up with their contrast alternative. Dana Howell just came out with a great video on... um, on this speed paint, and I thought it was very informative. On and look at Scott's got some of them too. Grave Lord Gray um, about the comparison and how they're last less than half the price and do the same thing or even better, which I think is great that we have hobby alternatives. So right now, I think the hype is starting to come. We're getting close to 2022, which is when these are going to launch. I did some searching online to see if I could find a release date. I couldn't find it, but it sounds like early 2022. So probably January, February, March, Q1 is when we're probably going to get these in our in our greasy little hands. Greasy. So at three bottles, 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 three dollars. Oh, they come with the shaker. Hear that? Oh, that's a nice little sound. Three dollars a bottle as opposed to eight plus bucks a bottle for contrast. Paint. Jesus Christ. Yes. So um, that's kind of a, a thing. I think with, with Dana's video, I think there's probably others out there as well. We're going to hear more of a hype. So even though it's not the first announcement that's, Army Painter Speed Paint is going to be a thing. It is a thing now. Um, an interesting thing about this. Lots of interesting things. Lots of things in general. So many things. Yeah. Um, that I find interesting is when I look at like contrast paint, and there's a lot of, of, of hype about how we can get your stuff done painted. But when people look to, and the, the ones that I think are most, um, probably most prevalent or most viewed or people look to when they think about contrast paint, um, Juan Hidalgo is one of them. So Juan Hidalgo in his series of heavy contrast, heavy contrast. Uh, my latest video, I said heavy, or two videos ago, I said heavy metal instead of heavy metal. Yeah, you fucked up, bro. And I'm just like, no, I'm not saying it like that. That's stupid. Yes. What? Uh, it's stupid to say it without the H? Yes. Bro. It is. Respect our British overlords. Yes. It- <laughs> he's, a tr- he's, a, he's a true red-blooded American. Right. Um, it's got a fucking apostrophe. Yeah, dude. That's what the apostrophe is for. It replaces the H. Okay. If heavy I have a, metal. If I have a British accent, how do I pronounce heavy metal? It's spelled with an apostrophe. How do you, how does, with a British accent, how do you say the word heavy metal? Heavy metal. Okay. How is that different 
than how you say apostrophe E-A-V-Y. Metal. It isn't. But then they, why do you have to spell it different? Because they're making it, they're, they are setting in stone how it should be pronounced. Because there's some dingus out there somewhere. It doesn't say heavy metal in a British accent in perennial. <laughs> you know, should. That's way better. <laughs> because also because heavy metal is already a thing. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. It's all about branding and uh, creating an IP around it so people can't steal it. Yeah. Um, sorry, Juan. This has nothing to do with you. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, yeah, I was like, why did Juan come up? Because he has the heavy contrast series. He does. He, and he, he stretches those paints to the fucking limit. And his are examples of like, holy shit, this is what contrast can do because he makes phenomenal works. And then you see how precise and diligent and I don't want to say time consuming in a negative factor, but he takes his fucking time and does it right. Yeah. That's not what they advertise them as. Spoilers. Any paint can do what he does. Yes. He could. It's they're very vibrant. They're like very much of a, a Games Workshop style, but it's not him saying, I'm going to paint this entire war band in 45 minutes using only contrast, and it's going to look this good. I'm sure he could still make it look pretty damn good, but not as good as when you take your time and do it well. But, um, yeah, so it's all, they use the word speed paint in the name. Um, technically, you can paint very fast with them, but you can paint very fast with regular paints, too. True, so. true. So that's the only news item that I had, and I'm sure there's other news out there. That uh, is not on our radar because we don't have the research goblin with us today. We need to get him back on the job. I think he's been like in the corner eating ham sandwiches. Yeah. Also, if you want to send us news to talk about, you can do that. News at trappedunderplastic.com. Send it to that email address and we will look at it. So we don't miss the news. I have something of a news item. Oh, okay. I had a video pop up in my recommended. It was an older gentleman, but it was a hobby video. I would say he's probably in his 70s. And I was like, okay, let's watch this video. Let's crank it out. Yeah, let's just see. Because like, I have a thought about older gentlemen and the <laughs> kinds of videos they make. And I was like, let's see if I'm right or wrong. I was very happily wrong. Oh, right. Robert Talone, or just Talone, is a sculptor and caster. I think maybe more of a caster than a sculptor, but I don't know. Um, who has really fun, engaging, and informative videos about old school casting methods and i was i've watched uh two of his videos now and they're like maybe like they're in the 10 to 20 minute mark okay multiple camera angles quick okay. edits and i was like fuck yeah dude this is sick and also it's really interesting he's uh he grew up not grew up but he in his career has been a toy manufacturer Toys. Um, for like and he's been in it for like 30 years so he has oh. all these fucking tricks and i'm i'm fucking eating up the tricks ow, 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 ow. yeah just like that <laughs> Uh, but yeah, check it out. It's really cool. Uh, Robert Talone. I will have it in the description and in the show notes below. So you can check it out. That's cool. I like news spread across, you know, to the things we found out about. They're news to us. Yes. Make some news for you. <laughs> hey, we don't have a sponsor for this episode. So instead, we're going to have John show you the shirt he's wearing as our own sponsor is ourselves. Because we officially have the Goody Peepees Destroyer of Tendies shirts. And Scott finally got them in the mail. So I get to wear it for the first time today. If you want to be cool. Long sleeves, too. Long sleeves and sweatpants. I made a sweatpants version. I don't know what the sweatpants version looks like. I assume amazing. Get them for your loved one. So if you want to be a goody peepee, you can already be one. You don't need a shirt to do that. But if you want to join the likes of famous people that wear this shirt. Like Jeremy from Black Magic Craft. Yes. And Tom Hanks. <laughs> 
No, which is just John. And Shakira. <laughs> is that me? Yes. <laughs> Shakira, Shakira. <laughs> um, you too. Oh, I, I, real quick, I want to tell dude, you a story. I, I would fucking love to be Shakira, dude. <laughs> All right, I'm not going there. Um, <laughs> I'd love you to be Shakira too, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had a... I, I'm sure Amber would appreciate that. <laughs> Shakira's a very good-looking woman, especially considering she's like 50 years old. Like, yeah. what the fuck kind of sorcery is she into? Yeah, dude, you all you gotta do is drink baby blood. Yeah, man. that's it a simple is. fucking story. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so I had a... Uh, I'll do a little... Speaking of uh, celebrities... Speaking of Shakira. Speaking of Shakira, I'll do a little name drop. So I had a, a, a fun uh, call, a uh, Discord voice call with uh, Mini Wargamer Dave the other Fuck day. Yeah, dude. Dave Nordquist. Yeah, and I had I, I had a chat with him before, kind of back, you know in passing, but I never met the dude in, in you know in real IRL. Mm-hmm. Um, very nice dude, very cool dude. I'm like, God damn, like I think you're a cool <laughs> dude. I don't don't listen to any of the things that those guys say in your in your comment section. What did I say in this conversation? Uh, I don't know. I just like throw that kind of oh, stuff out and see okay. how he responds. <laughs> he just laughs. I was like, I'm just kidding. I don't know what to say about you, man. Uh, Dave. And, uh, and um, so he got talking. He's like, you know, he's like, I really just, I just have enjoy watching your videos. And he's like, I, I think I figured out why. I'm like, okay, hit me. He's like, because you look just like Tom Hanks. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, you fucker. <laughs> Who told you to say that? And he was serious. He's like, you look like Tom Hanks. And and because people like Tom Hanks. Yes. He's like, think about it. He's like, he's like, he's such a nice, relatable guy in all the movies. He's just like, he's, he could never play a villain. Like, he's just whatever. And he's like, he's just like, you just like him. He's just like, people just kind of like you. And I'm like, that's kind of weird. Yeah. You're getting the, you're getting the mushroom effect from Tom Hanks just being a great guy. Yeah. But I thought like there's a there's a big digital people that don't like Tom Hanks no. right now. Who the fuck is on Tom, Tom Hanks? There's some there's something in the in like there's a, like a poli- the political realm of something right now okay. that I don't think people like him. But I don't know exactly what it is. I'm sure the people would say in the comment section. I'm sure as soon as you say it, I'll be like, oh yeah, that was the reason. But anyway, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Oh, it's something to do with I think with COVID or something. Maybe I don't okay. know. Okay. Anyway, so I just thought I'd share that. I laughed so hard. I was like, wow. Okay. So because Tom Hanks is you know people if you associate then then it doesn't matter what i'm like because they'll just think oh it's tom hanks i'm supposed to like him mm-hmm. so then my thought was like so you're telling me if i looked like the kid that played draco malfoy in the harry potter movies people wouldn't like my shit at all because mm-hmm. they'd see you like you see draco you see him when i was an adult and you're still like a fucking shitty looking son of a bitch yeah yeah he's fucking evil yeah, 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 yeah. i don't like him I know I'm not supposed to like him. Right, exactly. So that's what I learned. Thank God you don't like Draco Malfoy. Yes. And g- thank God you look like Shakira. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why people watch you. Oh, baby, what you talk about? All right. Welcome to the end of the episode. Thank you for hanging out and listening to the episode the entire time. I appreciate that. And so does John, I think. Kind of, yeah. Sometimes. Okay. Uh, I want to talk about one thing real quick. I, I remembered that from a conversation that I had with Vince before we end this, uh, this episode. And that was... Um, he talked to me about the the actual uh, uh, judging process oh. at Golden Demon. Oh, um, not what they do to judge, but the steps that you can take, uh, or not that you can take, the steps that happen, so you know if your piece is going to make it or not. Okay, okay. So when you go up there and you turn your piece in, whoever takes your piece will look at it 
and they put a green sticker on it. Oh shit! If you don't get a green sticker, you're just fucked. You're you're done. <sighs> now he's like, that's that's not a hundred percent true because sometimes the person that takes it, very little percentage of the time, that person isn't the one, and then someone else will go through and do it. He's like, that's pretty much it. And they have other sticker colors too, that for different things. And I can't okay. remember what they were, but but that's the main one. And I don't know if it's green this year or whatever, but that's the, whatever he's seen. And so there you don't. If you don't get the sticker right away, you don't. I'm like, I wouldn't even want to look. I know. I'd, I'd run away. Yeah. I, I'd drop out. Yeah. Because I don't want to know. I want the, I want the, it's not even so much that I want the good feels for the next 24 or whatever hours. I just don't want the bad feels. Yeah. Bro. I would feel fucking terrible if this, I just give it over and there's like, immediately some crony yeah. just fucking shuts you down. Yeah. I'm like, holy shit. Oof. Yeah. So then from there, they, I guess the, when you get to like the actual judging, they put them all on a table and they and they're in a circular table and each of the judges is sitting around the table and they look at a thing, whatever, and then they pass them along. Okay. If your piece goes to the center of the table, then it is talked about by everybody. If it doesn't get to the center of the table, you're out skis. So he's like, you can like, he's like, and it's out in the open. If you know where they're at at whatever time, you can just stand by and watch. And I'm like, nope, I'm not doing that either. Fuck that. Yeah. Yeah. So that was really interesting because Vince is telling me his experience because he's competed in, I think, two Golden Demons now, maybe more. But he's like, he knew like the systems. I'm like, God, don't don't pull behind the curtain, Vince. I want to be. I didn't know that, Vince. (laughs) I didn't need. So I know where to not be. (laughs) Thanks for telling me where not to be. And then, oh, but what he's going to do, he didn't say this, but I just fucking know him. He's going to be the one that sits around, that stands around the table and looks at all this. And then he's going to come find us. And he's going to be like, hey, I know if you made it to the center table or not. You no, he's know? not going to do that. Oh, he would. He would. Okay. I, I don't think he's going to push buttons if they don't want to be pushed. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's he's too nice of a guy for that. Right. Yeah. But he also likes to, he likes a, a friendly jib. He wants to torment a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, I know. Okay, here's my thought. If he says that, if he comes up to you and says, I know if you made it to the center of the table then it's or good not, news. it's good news. Yeah, yeah. Because what kind of unholy asshole <laughs> would come up and say that and they know you didn't make it? To the We're center already of the table? thinking about this futuristic situation. <laughs> this is a future times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, all right. If you like the podcast and you want to support it, there are many ways for you to do it. There's some free ways and not free ways and not free ways are to watch our ads. It's our channel with various uh, browser add-ons. Uh, we play an ad every 30 minutes. You can uh, share our podcast with your nerd friends. It's called Trapped Under Plastic. Maybe you've heard of it. Uh, you can also <laughs> give us a rating on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts. If you want to spend some of your hard-earned dosh, you can do that on Patreon, where we release an extended episode. We're talking about things like cool models we've seen painted by others. We'll talk about new things we've tried out and failed and learned from. We also give feedback to a community member. So as a patron, you can supply a model for us to give feedback to. And you can also, while doing that, give us a topic to discuss. Sometimes our topics come from our viewers. You can also buy our t-shirts, our merch, our coffee mugs. Uh, 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 uh. That's on our the Teespring. theme song. <laughs> <laughs> it's a coffee mug theme song. You can buy that on Teespring. Everything's linked down in the description below. Also, if you uh, another creative way I just thought of just now to support us and not cost you a dime. New ways. Is, is uh, find somebody that needs to advertise for something. Doesn't matter what. And you say, hey, you should advertise on this podcast for your widget. Are you doing... 
our right. job for, for wait are you asking our community to do our job for us yes yes because mm. it doesn't cost them any money people are like hey i work for an insurance agent i should go talk to my boss and say hey we could we could have john and, and scott say we are farmers bum, ba, dum, bum, 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 bum. yeah that's the last free one you get farmers yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah if you want to do that sure <laughs> Uh, okay that's it for this one i hope you all have a happy holidays you get some hobby time in for mm. gd's sake mm. and until next time we will catch you on the flippity flop